Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. How do we balance everything for college prep? We have to begin with a vision. How do you know if what you're doing matters most if you don't know what matters most? What does success mean to you? If success to you means getting into one of five colleges that are kind of your dream colleges, or maybe you only have three or maybe you have 15, whatever. If success means getting into a great college, I would argue that you are seeing things in a bit that's in a way that's a bit short-sighted. Okay. But even if your goal is to get into a great college, then I hope we clarified with these two slides that more important than, than doing more than everyone else is your ability to communicate your core values and communicate how much you can impact your community. And so as you define success, even if your definition of success is to get into a great college, it's important to, again, um, understand the right strategy to get there, okay? But I have this ladder leaning against a wall here. And pretend that the wall is within reach, the top of the wall is within reach once you get to the top of this ladder. What most of us end up doing, if we don't have a clear vision for where we want to end up, we just find ourselves on a ladder. And in elementary school, this is true, right? We're, we're encouraged to do our best so that we can, we can move on to the next grade. We can perform better in our standardized tests. We can get higher and higher scores. And what are we doing? We're climbing the ladder. We're working so hard to move up. And we get into junior high, and it's still really obvious. Work really, really hard, uh, improve, get take harder classes. You get to high school, it becomes even more obvious. But by the time you're in the end of middle school, beginning of high school, grade 8, 9, 10, during those years, teenagers are, even in their early teens, right, and some preteens are even ready for this, even at 11 or 12 years old, but certainly by 13, 14 years old, teenagers are ready to think about what success actually means. And the last thing that you want to do is find yourself at 40 or 50 years old, having climbed to the top of this ladder, and you worked so hard to get the new job, to get the new promotion, all along the way, you did everything you were supposed to do, and you climb to the top of the ladder, and you finally get to the top of the wall, and you look out over the wall, and you realize, oh, I climbed the wrong wall. I spent my whole life climbing this ladder. I'm 50 years old now, and I've climbed the wrong wall. I really wanted to be climbing that wall over there. When you're 13, 14, 15, grade eight, nine, 10, you're old enough to begin really seriously considering which wall do I want to be hike climbing up? Where do I move my ladder to? Okay, I don't just have to climb wherever the ladder was placed by someone else. I can think about intentionally what success means to me. And so I hope, oops, I hope that your vision of success stretches beyond getting into a great college because college is such a small part of overall success and happiness. But it's not nothing. 
Okay, college is not nothing. It is important. But the, here's the key. <laughs> the best part of all of this is when you're clear about what success means to you beyond college, it makes it a thousand times easier to communicate to the admissions officers why you should go to that college. And then admittance to a great college becomes a reward for a life well lived, not the life itself, not the purpose of living. Okay. And that's where we want to be. That's a healthy approach where, where we define success. Success to me is something that I see myself doing. I'm, I'm making an impact in the world or I'm, I'm happy. I'm doing these important things that I care about. And college plays this role in that success, in that journey. So we begin with that vision and with that clear vision, then we can begin taking action. Okay, we move our ladder to the right wall and then we begin climbing the wall. Because what you're going to discover when you do get to college is it's going to be just like high school. This is the really amazing thing that high school students often don't realize. We get so caught up in this idea that you need to get into a college. And when you get into a college, that's going to make or break your success. And it's just not true. You got into high school, right? Here you are in high school, whichever high school you're in, and some high school students are rocking it, right? Some high school students are learning and growing and progressing, and they're happy and motivated and inspired and doing great things. And some high school students are totally disengaged, and they might as well be doing something else. What's the difference? It's the same high school. And just like at your high school, there are high school students who are rocking it and being very resourceful and doing great things in high school. And there are other high school students who are totally disengaged. They're barely surviving the day. They wake up completely sleep deprived. And so they're groggy and grumpy throughout the day. They barely survive until they can escape at night into their video games or their social media. And then because they hate their day, now they have their one escape. They don't wanna let go and go to bed on time. And so they continue with social media or with video games or with Netflix or Google Plus or what or uh, Disney Plus or whatever until really late at night until they're totally exhausted and their sleep deprivation forces them to sleep. And then they wake up again and rinse and repeat, right? Over and over and over again. And you see high school students doing this. Guess what? College is going to be the same. There will be college students who take all this amazing network of support take all these incredible resources that you will never see again all in one place, okay? The resources of a, a, a university in the United States are just unbelievable. And there are going to be some students who take those resources and run with it and become amazing. And there are going to be others who barely survive college. They just, again, they totally disengage and because there's even less structure than there was in high school, they struggle even more. And, uh, and that's going to happen at every single college, every single college, all right? Anywhere you might go, you're going to find students who are more resourceful. And resourcefulness is just more valuable, more important than resources. Who you are matters more than which college you get into. And if you become highly resourceful, you're highly likely to get into a very well-resourced college. But don't buy into the myth that you're working so hard so you can get into college and then everything is done for you. No, you're working hard because life has already begun and you care about your vision for success and you're working towards that. 
And college is one of the steps on the way. So all of this goes to say we should define success or we should define your vision in a way that is bigger than undergraduate admissions, okay? It just is. In so many ways, for so many reasons, your success is just bigger than undergrad admissions. It's bigger than the college you go to. Um, it's bigger than where you get admitted. Regardless of where you go, you'll, you'll be successful if you can keep this, this vision of success in clear sight. So once you have that vision of success, then step number two, you set targets or milestones to achieve that vision. Pretty straightforward, right? But here's the thing. We want to tie in creativity, play, things that maybe you weren't thinking about that allow for space in between the activities, sleep, relationships, personal growth. We want to plan for all of those things. And here's my key. When I talk to students, I let them know you should under schedule yourself. You should have more time in your day than you have things to do. Uh, and that will become even more clear in just a second. But as you set targets or milestones, think about targets for sleep. Think about targets for relationships, for personal growth, for creativity, for play, and of course, targets for academic success as well. And then you strategically pursue those milestones. I know a lot of the people listening today have teens who have done the Ivy League challenge or, or who are doing it now. And you know that we talk about pivoting a lot, okay? Or at least your teens know. Um, as you set these milestones, you know that you're going to need to pivot. You know that you're going to gain more information as you go, and that's going to lead to better milestones. So you pivot when you have better information. And that's pretty straight, straightforward, right? One, two, three. <laughs> Begin with a goal or begin with a vision, define your success, and then set targets or milestones, right? Be aware of every kind of target and milestone, and then strategically pursue those milestones as you go. Super straightforward. But why is this hard in real life? <laughs> why does this not always show up? I mean, the, the, the blueprint is as easy as it comes. One, two, three, three steps to balance. But it's so hard because, number one, the first myths that we opened up about feel so real. When everyone, every Facebook group, every peer discussion, all your teachers, all the parents, all the teens, everyone thinks that admissions is about working harder than everyone else, uh, that, that feels like a lot of evidence. And I've just described, that's a lot of noise. It's hard to see through the noise. Um, usually we fail to do step one. And when we fail to define success, then it's even harder to see through the noise. And we just climb whatever ladder we're on, right? We're not going to move the ladder anywhere. We, we haven't defined success. And even if we have defined success, it's easy to forget that vision, okay? Finally, even if we remember our vision, we are terrible forecasters. Uh, there's good research done um, actually out of Harvard. Uh, there's research about our forecasting ability. We're terrible forecasters. We believe that future me will always be motivated, always be healthy, always alert, always productive, and so we can accomplish more, all right? But back to this firewood. We need to have space between the combustibles in order to start a fire. You need to have space between your activities 
in order for the internal fire of your own excitement, your own curiosity, your own vision of success to develop, to burn within you, to charge you, you need space between the combustibles. And so, number one, when you schedule your high school schedule next year, instead of, I think I can handle five APs, I think I can handle three APs, I can think I can handle six APs, whatever you think it is, I want you to say, okay, I think I can handle that, but I know how easy it is to overschedule. And I want my sleep. And Steve told me that I should underschedule, right? And so instead of saying, what can I handle? This is what I want you to ask. What is a reasonable course load if I wanna finish my schoolwork before dinner every weekday, plus a half day on weekends? And I can just see people slapping their foreheads, putting their heads in their hands, absolutely impossible. A lot of people are saying that right now. But what if it wasn't impossible? What if I told you that when I spoke to people who got into Harvard College, some of my friends and classmates at Harvard, what if I told you that it was an, a shockingly high number of them who tried to achieve this level of balance? And they weren't always successful, right? Sometimes you have a test or you have stacked up tests. You have three tests in one week and you just have to do, uh, you know, I did a whole podcast on this, play like a champion today. You do a champions week, right? You step up and you say, okay, my challenge this week is academic. And here's where champions step up. This The going gets tough. This is where the tough get going. Here we go. And, and you just go for it, right? There will be times like that, even when you under schedule. But don't set up your schedule so that you have to be able to do that. And then when you get sick or when tests pile up, it's just totally overwhelming. You have a tsunami of activities, right? Really critical, important activities. And then, and then you collapse or your body gives in or you disengage or you start that downward spiral that we talked about earlier, right? So instead, this should be what you're asking. What's the course load that I could handle if I want to finish schoolwork before dinner every weekday? I literally want to be done before dinner every weekday. Um, and I can add a half day each weekend to that. But I want every day after dinner, and I want three-fourths of my weekend free for me to explore things that I'm curious about, free for me to make an impact in my community, free for me to just sit and watch the clouds. Literally, I have to tell you, I believe laying down and watching the clouds is a better use of time than overloading your schedule with too many classes. Video games and social media, not a better use. That's going to frazzle your brain. But sitting and watching the clouds go by allows your brain to kind of heal itself and allows you to remember things that you're learning and allows for all kinds of just recovery of your brain. But if you don't have time to lay down on the grass and watch the clouds go by, or right now, if it's starting to snow where you live or whatever, if you don't have time to go outside and just play in the snow for a few minutes, yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice. So instead of, uh, I think I can handle this, say, what's a reasonable course load if I wanna finish my schoolwork before dinner every weekday, plus a half day each weekend, okay? You wanna lean on less schoolwork instead of more, and how do you do that? 
Well, if you're if you believe you can handle four AP classes, choose the one of those four that is the scariest and subtract it. Take the regular class or honors class instead of AP. The one that you know you're going to struggle with or you know the school is just has a reputation that teacher is just that you know that one is super scary. Get out of it. Don't take it. Take the regular version or the honors version instead. And then remember at the very beginning, I said that there's not just rigorous classes. We also have these kind of time suck classes that are not rigorous. They're not helping us in any way with our college strategy, with applications. But maybe we enjoy them. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't enjoy them that much. But is there a time-consuming other class that you can also drop? and replace that time-consuming class with study hall or with whatever class has a super, like being a TA or just that class has a reputation as a super easy A, right? No matter what you do, you're already like best friends with the teacher, you know you're gonna get an A, whatever. Replace that time-consuming class with study hall or with an easy A. You still have your two or three AP classes. You're still demonstrating rigor. You're subtracting the time-consuming other classes, and then you finish your schoolwork before dinner every day, every day, so that you have your post-dinner time to be curious, to explore. If you are in the Ivy League Challenge, you know that it's going to take some time to, to execute your impact project, to make an impact on your community so that you can demonstrate to admissions officers that they want you in their class right? The stuff that actually helps you get in takes time. It just so happens that that stuff is also really fun for you. It also recharges your batteries and, and keeps your fire burning strong. And once that fire is burning, you have space between the activities. You can, you can fuel the fire of your own passion, your own, your own, you know, values. Then you have extra charge in your battery that you can use when you have to really buckle down and focus on your scary AP classes or you need to focus on your test prep or whatever else. The stuff that, that drains your batteries, you can refill those batteries because you have time to be curious, you have time to make your impact, you have time to do things that align with your core values. A strategic thing that I want you to do, on Mondays, take your vision of what success means to you and pre-plan your week. Take 30 minutes every Sunday before your week begins and what most people do, if they do any prioritization at all, most people, let's be honest, most people just take their to-do list and just work. They start from easiest to hardest or most urgent to least urgent or whatever, and they don't even think about priorities. If you do think of priorities, what most people do is they, they prioritize their schedule. They look at the things that they have to do and they prioritize those things. I want you to go one level deeper or five levels deeper. I don't know how much deeper this is, but significantly more valuable. I want you to schedule your priorities. So you take your vision. What is your vision of success? And Sunday, before the week begins, you say, this is my vision of success. I'm going to schedule in the things that help me achieve my vision of success so that I don't just prioritize my schedule. I don't just get blown around by the whims of other people's priorities. I schedule in my priorities. And once again, you can see how important it would be to try to focus your attention so that you can finish your schoolwork before dinner time every day. 
if you have time to schedule your priorities, then this Sunday pre-planning, the Sunday afternoon pre-planning session is a joy, right? You, you think about how much you're going to recharge those batteries during the week. And you might even think about when you're going to need those batteries charged and you schedule that in. I don't want to um, throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? AP classes are important. Rigorous classes are important. But one question that I know I'm going to get, and I haven't looked in the chat function yet, but I know when we get to Q&A that we're going to have people asking, all right, so how important are these AP classes? How many do we need to take? How, what is required to be competitive for these schools? Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.